0: Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. When I was in the second grade, there was a boy that a lot of us knew from school, and he used to bring a giant cigar box to school in his backpack. And whether we were in the gym class or at lunchtime, as soon as a teacher disappeared from view, he would open up his box and inside he had a bunch of school supplies such as fancy pencils and pens and some really big erasers. I always liked big erasers that fit snugly on top of the pencil. So I was quite his customer. I needed big erasers to undo the many mistakes that I would so frequently make. And this reminds me of the Christian life. The more mistakes that you make in life, the bigger eraser you're going to need. I eventually found the biggest eraser that I could ever possess and it was completely free. I found it through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 8, verse 12 says, "'For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, "'and their sins and their iniquities "'will I remember no more.'" God's grace is an incredible gift. When we confess our faults, he completely absolves them from his memory and doesn't even discuss them anymore. Like a blackboard, the slate is wiped completely clean. He does this so that we can eventually obey him and do what is right. Many people like to paint or sketch with a pencil, but if you make a mistake, you can paint right over it. God's grace is like a recording artist in the studio who fails miserably on one of their takes on a solo, but the producer simply starts it over again, recording over their many failed attempts until they finally get it right. When God forgives us, he completely forgets the past. There are m- many people, who profess Christianity, who claim to forgive, but it's only words because they refuse to forget. The one main issue with that is that you cannot even claim to be a Christian anymore. If you cannot forgive others from the heart and forget their misdeeds, God's not going to forgive you. They may appear religious on the exterior, but are cloaked in a coat of bitterness. Bitterness results from somebody who refuses to forgive an apologetic offender, and then their heart becomes defiled. They reject genuine reconciliation, which is as much of a part of forgiveness as water is needed to make kool-aid Romans three verse fourteen says whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness hebrews twelve fifteen says looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Many people who are not truly spiritual perceive the story of the prodigal son as a relationship with earthly relatives. While the true meaning behind the parable is meant to teach us about our own sinfulness and returning to our relationship with God the Father. It teaches the three main points of the Christian life, confession, absolution, and complete reconciliation. My children and family have always understood how much I love this parable. Let's look at Luke chapter 15, um, beginning at verse 11 says this, And he began to be in want, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, Um, and he would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him, And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. God forgives and forgets, just as it teaches in this parable of the prodigal son. And when you truly forgive somebody, it means to not remember their faults anymore, just as the father did toward his own son. True forgiveness results in reconciliation, as the story illustrates. Without reconciliation, genuine forgiveness never really happened. I mean, if you ever hear somebody who professes to be a Christian but claims reconciliation is not required with others, they're lying to themselves. Refusal to reconcile will result in damnation because they openly reject the ministry of reconciliation. That's commanded through the teachings of Scripture. Holding these beliefs also show that they're heretical. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Sadly, some people are not going to be forgiven by God because of their refusal to forgive others. And I'm sure many of them uh, will be those who profess to be a Christian. I've always taught Andrew and my family that non-reconciliation is Is really an unforgivable sin because it goes against everything that Christ stands for divine love. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness is withheld from God for those who refuse to forgive in the church. Uh, when somebody apologizes and you, you have Holy Communion with them, and and uh, but you continue to bear a grudge against the penitent sinner, you're sinning against the blood of Christ. When you do so, you you drink damnation unto yourself. I, I'm very thankful each and every day for God's mercy and forgiveness. Whenever I need grace, I know that I can come boldly to Him. I know that uh, if I'm forgiving with others, that God will be forgiving with me. I like that because I have always needed a lot of mercy. I've known that ever since the day that I reached deep down inside of that cigar box. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. And you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find a summer up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we will talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.